0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook, your host, and I'm joined today by Justin Wells. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. We got daily Texas Longhorns content. Also, make sure you check out InsideTexas.com. You can get six months of Inside Texas for just $29.99. That'll get you all the way pretty much to the Big 12 Championship game, one day before the Big 12 Championship game. So get all the way up all of the rest of the season Recruiting so much more info today, Justin, you and I are going to go rapid fire through about 10 questions, real quick answers, whatever comes to the top of your head, uh, fire it away. And we're going to try and see what our opinions are on a handful of Texas topics. So, uh, you ready to get started here on the first of the month,
1: just like bone thugs and harmony. Let's go.
0: All right. So thank you to Bobby Burton for helping us out with these questions. We'll start off real quick. And, again, one, two sentences. Let's just make it happen really fast. Best player on the Texas football team? Calvin Banks. Yeah, that's that's kind of my opinion, too. I mean, no one was more consistent than him. Um, I think there's arguments for Jatavian Sanders and Xavier Worthy. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's hard to think that, you know, a franchise left tackle, which we've called Calvin Banks – so, so often uh, is, is that guy. Who would you pick if you had to pick a defender?
1: Jalen Ford. And that's yeah, tough because Tavondre Sweat would be in the conversation too.
0: Right, and today's 93 days. So uh, Tavondre Sweat, will get a little profile of him up on Inside Texas. I'd almost pick Jaday Barron, but I think it's either Barron or Ford. All right, number two. We're going to switch it over a little bit to the hoop side of things. Dylan Mitchell had a pretty limited role last year. Um, Do you think that now that he's coming back, uh, will he show us that he's more than just a rebound and dunk player uh, than what we saw from last year from Dylan Mitchell?
1: If Rodney Terry lets him, because I think he was a little restrained last year because there were so many other components of of players that could handle the ball, that could score, that could do stuff in the paint from DeSue to Allen, those guys – so it's really going to be an is he going to get the opportunity to to flash more, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think, you know, there was a lot of talk about, oh, he just had a great day from three at the uh NBA Combine and he didn't shoot a three for Texas. He was probably the seventh or maybe eighth best offensive player in that right. nine man rotation. And he was probably a little further up as far as defense goes. Uh, but you know, that's not gonna be the same on this year's team. He's gonna develop. Uh, I think he's going to have some opportunities to showcase his offense. He'll probably remain in the starting lineup, and he's an insane athlete, and he's a great teammate. So I think we'll see more from that. I I think you would also see in the first couple possessions, they'd run a handful of sets for him. I bet we see more of that this year. All right, number three, we're going to switch back over to football. Who's the best wide receiver on this football team?
1: Xavier Worthy.
0: Yeah, I think even with, with last year, you know, how much do you put on the hand? How much do you put on, you know, other factors?
1: Um, you have to put something on the hand. The other factors, uh, distractions are going to be there. Those are called adversity. That's going to happen. But the hand is definitely a factor. I, I would probably make it maybe a quarter of the percentage. But if you if the hand's right, he's the not the best – wide receiver in in at texas he's the best wide receiver in the state and he's the best wide receiver in the big 12
0: right i i think that's true i mean it's hard to your your competition for that is uh obviously jordan winnington and, and ad mitchell jordan winnington wasn't better than xavier worthy last year even with Whittington having a up complete year and, and worthy having a down year and ad mitchell hasn't been on the field enough for us to, to truly and fully know uh even though most of that took place at Georgia. So I'm with you, it's worthy. Mitchell
1: and Cook might actually have more NFL potential. And that's saying a lot cuz worthy has unbelievable feet and and route running ability, but pro 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 ability, you have to you can make an argument for AD Mitchell and Jonte Cook long term.
0: Yeah, I think they're more defined in the roles. I think being more physically developed also helps there. I know Jonte is not yeah. You know, some massive guy, but he's he's already probably bigger than than worthy. So, yes. all right, we're gonna go, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go from the granular to the big picture. Number four, it's a tough one. Is Texas gonna beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa?
1: They are this year. And what's strange is if Texas would have won last year in in Austin, my answer would probably be different because I know how Saban feels about losing. You know, the next year, if you beat him that one year, the next year, he puts an entire off season of plans into place to beat you that next year. So the fact that Alabama escaped with a W in Austin this last year, basically ensures, and that's for all you gambling gurus, basically ensures Texas will win in Tuscaloosa week two.
0: So you're not even covering the spread. You take the Longhorns straight up. I, I think so too. I think there's just too many questions about the Crimson tide, you have a new offensive coordinator who's kind of gonna run a little bit of bully ball. Notre Dame ran bully ball. Yeah. I think one of the things that uh you notice from a Tommy Reese offense, every offensive lineman, three-point stance. Not everybody does that. Uh, they don't have a passing quarterback, you know. I think Tyler Buckner's okay. Uh, but he's he's got a little bit of Sam Ellinger to him, but without the developed physical ability and without the passing ability like they're going to stylistically try to use him I think in a similar manner not that he is Sam Ellinger but they're going to you know or whether it be Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson that's the type there of, you go that's the type of quarterback they're going to use and they're going to use him in a way where it's like hey if read two isn't there go ahead and run hey it's time for you to run on this play they have the talent up front obviously to make that work but I mean there's just a lot of questions and Kind of similar to Texas, a lot of their most talented defenders may be, you know, underclassmen. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But, yeah, I think Texas can go in there and beat Tus- beat Bama in Tuscaloosa. I think on a neutral field, Texas would be the easy pick. But playing in Bryant-Denny at night, that's always a tough environment. Tough. So, all right, we move, we move on to number five. I know Las Vegas and the books feel this way. Is Texas the favorite to win the Big 12 this year?
1: I believe so. I, I think so. With their roster, they almost have to be in the fact that TCU lost so much, Kansas State lost quite a bit, and Oklahoma's coming off a uh, a subpar season.
0: Yeah, I think with K-State, it's just this – they have that system, and that system is running really well. And they've been really yes. close very often under Chris Kleiman. Uh, but I don't think anybody's suffered major losses uh, or, or – or I think teams did suffer losses and Texas suffered fewer than any TCU is going to look right. a lot different. No Max Duggan. No. I mean, take your pick a lot Johnson, of their top skill players are Miller. sides are gone. So uh, K-State, I think is going to be a, a favorite to make it to Arlington. I think Texas is the favorite to win the big 12 and, you know, last year in the conference, they want to make it happen. All right. This one is, uh, I think we have a good grasp on this one, but want to go into a little detail on it. Who's going to be the backup quarterback this year for the Longhorns?
1: You want to take that first?
0: I mean, I think we know the answer, but I think we need to explain why. It's going to be Malik Murphy. Uh, Malik Murphy has made a ton of strides since he enrolled. Heck, even since his COVID junior weird year of high school that he had, in California, I think Texas took his commitment, and then they played the fall 20 season in the spring of 21 in California. There was a lot of bad film because there was a lot of bad football. They just didn't get the yeah. time to teach, coach, all that stuff. And he comes out in the fall of 21 and has a great year, leads his team to a state championship, enrolls early, but is still suffering through injury, a lot of uh, lingering effects basically since that time since basically two years ago there's been so many strides made by Malik Murphy and I think we all got to see it firsthand in the spring game and that doesn't mean that Arch Manning's a slouch he's obviously not one uh but you know going I, I think we all have kind of noted this going from Isidore Newman to Texas football you're not to say he can't make that adjustment but it is an adjustment and it's one that the spring we saw a little bit in the spring game when he was running for his life buying a third string O-line. Like Malik Murphy's been around this block one, or, one more time than Arch Manning has, and I think that's going to keep him there in the backup spot. What do you think?
1: It's, it, it's Malik. I think Malik's earned it. I think he's earned the team's trust. I think he's earned Sark and A.J. Milwee and Kyle Flood's trust. And to me, I think that's the biggest factor when you're talking about that. Not that Arch hasn't, but like you said, Malik's been around the block a little bit longer. He's been there a little bit longer. And Sark's not going to play favorites. Sark's not going to make Arch Manning the backup because his name's Arch Manning. It's not going to happen. He's going to have to earn it. And granted, he came in as prepared as any high school freshman quarterback can come in and be prepared. But at the same time, Malik Murphy's been, been there. He's uh, He's developed. And I think earning the trust of that locker room is probably the biggest facet.
0: All right. So we're going to talk a little, we can't talk about quarterback on this one. What's the most important position on this team outside of quarterback?
1: The health of left tackle and edge rusher.
0: See, I'm going to go a little bit different. I, I think one thing we've we've harped on on inside Texas is the interior of the offensive line. There are a lot of really good players there, a lot of young, talented players, but that that can also, you know, have an immediate effect on the play. That's the closest guys to the ball, and if something goes wrong there, then. You know, that, that can have an immediate, that, you know, you can't get a passing game going. Your run game is off. So um, I guess to pick just one, I mean, this is a big year for Jake Majors, and he's played well. He hasn't been exceptional, I, I think it's fair to say. You know, he hasn't won an all-conference honor yet. But uh, I think the interior offensive line manned by him is most important on this team, and I think right after that, I'd put Jatavian Sanders because the drop-off from Jatavian Sanders to Gunnar Helm, and this is no slide against Gunnar Helm. It's just about Jatavian Sanders. I think that is a uh, a, a big, uh, you know, something that would have a drastic effect on this team. All right, number eight, we're going real big picture here. Who's your favorite Texas player ever? Dang,
1: you got to let me prep for that. Um <laughs> That gum, gotta say Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell or Chris Boyd.
0: (laughs) Earl Campbell, Chris Boyd, often mentioned in the same.
1: I know. How similar are those?
0: You know, I think so. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll cheat a little bit too. I think favorite Texas player ever. I mean, how do you not pick Vince Young? That's 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 gonna be mine. Uh, But favorite Texas player that I've covered and I've been doing this since, since 2016. Let's see. I mean, it's Bijan. Bijan made going to work fun. Uh, he always had a smile on his face. He always gave pretty good answers. Uh, you know, he was always willing to talk ball. Um, he could talk about anything with them, uh, in those media settings. So, uh, favorite Texas player. I got to go Vince Young. Uh, I guess off the beaten path favorite player. I don't know if this is off the beaten path, but Puna Ford, I think after he won defensive lineman of the year, watching him do what he did, that was up there. Um, Personally, all right, though-
1: I would probably have to add Michael Huff too. I love Chris, but really like Michael Huff made watching Texas football defense a lot of fun. And he's <laughs> such a good he's such a good dude for the program. And so I probably have to mention Michael Huff as well. Everybody mentions Vince, and for 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 good reason. But what Huffy did in 2025, twenty twenty five or 2005 in that on that defense was was huge. So I'm I got to I got to give some love to Michael Huff.
0: One more underrated one, Keenan Robinson. I loved watching him play. Ooh, yeah, he wasn't underrated
1: in the NFL.
0: Absolutely. All right, we'll go to number nine. We got two more left. Is Quinn Ewers a first round pick? Yes, no doubt.
1: There's a reason that the reason he skipped his senior year of high school is because he's a future first round pick. Um, it just so happened that he's going to go into quarterback class. that's uh, going to be pretty, pretty loaded. Um, I think he's the third quarterback picked in 2024. I think Kayla Williams goes number one overall, whoever has that pick. I think uh, Drake May goes number two overall, whoever trades up, whoever has that pick. And then Quinn's going to enter in the conversation around pick four four, five, six, seven in that range, probably the Washington Redskins. That's probably the team that I've seen mock to him a lot in that little range. And they need the quarterback really bad. Quinn Ewers has an average year and he's going in the first round.
0: So I'm going to go ahead and say, I I don't think so. Um, And I'm as weird as it sounds, I'm going to use Will Levis as my evidence. Everybody, I, I think Ewers and Levis they're not too dissimilar, I feel like. I feel like they have a lot of the same. I think Levis runs a little bit more, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be hyped up. He's going to become the darling of the draft, but I I see him falling like Levis. Maybe their game isn't the same, but I, I don't see Ewers being picked in the first round. I see him being talked up like one, uh, like Levis was, because people were talking about Levis as a top five pick, and then Ends up in the Titans in, in the second round, so I, I don't think he is.
1: Anthony Richardson went in the first round last year. If Anthony Richardson goes in the first round, Quinn Ewers is definitely, definitely going in the first round. I've seen Will Levis actually; he was pretty impressive at the at the Manning Passing Academy last June when all those college quarterbacks were there, including Stroud and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson, Levis looked pretty good. I've seen Quinn Ewers a hundred times. Quinn Ewers is a lot better. He's a lot more natural. Everything is a lot more fluid and natural. Will Levis has been mechanically built, whereas Quinn Ewers has kind of grown into this natural throwing phenom athlete, and so – I just want to cut that because there's I'm not putting him and Levis in the same conversation. Uh, Quinn Quinn looked like that when he was a sophomore in high school. Um, Yeah, if Anthony Richardson can go in the first round, trust me, Quinn yours can too. My take.
0: Fair enough. All right, we got one more, and this is your pick for surprise player of the year. So who's the player that's going to kind of come out of nowhere, make a little make some noise, and I, I guess you know. I'm trying to think of what the comparison would be like. Maybe Jalen Ford at the end of 2021 and converting into his 2022. Uh, who, who just, Who's your kind of surprise player who at the, you know, this time next year we're going to be talking about like, oh, man, that's the dude, that's a cornerstone, or oh, wow, we see him in the NFL draft this a couple months ago.
1: That one's easy. Terrence Brooks. This kid is brimming, brimming with talent. Genetic, he is a fantastic prospect, fantastic football player, and we're going to only see him get better over the next two years. My guess would be Terrence Brooks is going to be a guy that really catches the nation by storm this season.
0: You know, I think three months ago I would have picked Jamon Tapp, but after we saw what happened with, with Spring and, you know, Ethan Burke and Justice Finkley and even a couple other guys, Chris Ross putting a hold on, on that buck position, it's hard for me to pick him. I don't know if it's technically a surprise considering he was a freshman All-American, but I think Jalen Catalan is going to have a big year, and I think he's going to live up to the potential that we saw, you know, in that Texas game at Arkansas in 2021, Uh, and as a freshman, I think as a COVID freshman in in 2020. So um, I don't know how much of a surprise that is. Uh, Maybe it'll be a surprise that he remains healthy and gets it all all the way through the season, but that that's my pick because I think if you have that, you know, we kinda I think Brooks is a very good choice. That would have probably been my second. Uh but I, I like the what what Jalen is going to be able to bring. So all right, Justin, we knocked out 10 questions. Hopefully you like this format. We can try this out going forward and get a lot of different topics going over Itch. the course of the off season. Uh of course we'll have some SEC media, or excuse me, SEC talk on this channel soon. And uh, of course, it'll be talking season before we know it. So make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Again, head out, head to insidetexas.com. You can get six months for just $29.99. So it's June 1st, get it all the way to December 1st. That's the day before the Big 12 title game. That's all the way through the regular season. That's so much recruiting, so much preseason info. You're not going to want to miss it and anything else on three provides. So Justin, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. I'm Joe Cook. We'll see you next time on on Texas football.